Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Agnes Drew here with Dr. Rosalind Clark, and it's day 1,191 since we came back on the air. Dr. Clark, do you have any news before we get into the topic I was hoping to discuss? Actually, yes. I found a couple of large bags of seaweed down by the beach yesterday. It looked like someone had collected the stuff and just left the bags there. There are three large-sized black garbage bags, a little... Oh, I think I know what that is. Franny, uh, sorry, Frances, said she thought she saw William, our local artist, picking up stuff in large black garbage bags. He would stuff them full and then set them aside. I think he was going to come back for them and just had too many to carry. Oh, I had no idea. Well, I'm glad I didn't throw them away or dump them. Can you help me carry them to his art table later? I'll write an apology for taking them. Sure. Oh, before I forget, Josh wanted to know if you were done with the lures he loaned you. We don't need to take up airtime about it. Just remind me after the broadcast. Will do. So let's talk about the big city. Yes. Listeners, we've recently had some amazing visitors, April, Heather, and Brad. The story of how they met is simply amazing. Heather and April were childhood friends. April became a a medical person. She was a nurse. Or is one, actually. I mean, once a nurse, always a nurse. Okay, I wasn't very sure, and I didn't want to assume. I knew she had worked on or with an ambulance. Yes, she told me she started off as an EMT, and when she did her rotation in the ER for her clinicals, she decided she wanted to switch to an ER nurse. Heather joined the Marines, and during her service, she lost her hand to an IED. Apparently, that only motivated her to do even more amazing things. I think she said something like, when life makes things tougher, you just get stronger. I get the sense that all three of them are very smart, strong-willed, and determined people. They are exactly the kind of people you expect to survive and even do well in the worst of times. And they do everything they can to help others, specifically in teaching them survivor skills. We are getting off topic. Listeners, this is where things get troubling. Brad was diagnosed with cancer and discharged from the military. He ended up reconnecting with Heather out of the service, and she introduced him to April. Actually, I don't think he met April until after the zombies. Oh, you could be right. That leads us into what we wanted to discuss. The city. Listeners, we've not had the chance to visit a really big city since the outbreak. We've talked to a few people who have been near one or through them, but not really one who lived there while the zombies were, uh, happening? Regardless, Brad, April, and Heather were all in New York. Brad has probably the most clear, or I guess what I would have expected, story. He was working part-time as an adventure tour guide. See, even his post-military job sounds amazing. Yes, yes, let me finish, Agnes. Sorry, Dr. Clark. So Brad was staying fit and working, but also his cancer had returned. So he was getting treatments. He said he didn't realize how bad things were until they were pretty bad. Like a lot of people, he had heard that there was a disease or something going around, but he was pretty busy. He asked his doctors if it was something to worry about with his cancer, and he got mixed answers. Mostly, 
I don't know for sure. Or, I don't think so, but be careful. I think living in a big city is very mixed for ideas. You get a good spread of ideas and thoughts, but you also get some pretty crazy ones. I think I understand why it can be confusing. Very true. So, the way Brad tells it, one day he was going to the hospital for treatments, and the hospital was under attack or had suffered an outbreak from the inside. They weren't letting anyone in and only a few people out, and for the better part of the morning, he didn't know what to do. The next thing he did was go check on a couple of his military buddies that were living in a homeless shelter. He said from there, things just spiraled. Suddenly, lots of places in the city were under attack. It was like all these flare-ups started stressing the system, and eventually the system broke. Yeah, April says the hospitals were already in a state of emergency. They had been for a few weeks. A lot of the politicians or media, or maybe both, were trying to keep people calm, but that meant some people were keeping numbers down or hidden. So Brad ended up staying with a few of the vets he knew outside near a bridge, like like one of those places you see in the movies with a lot of homeless people, a sort of spontaneous camp. He said the shelters weren't letting people in because they didn't know enough about the disease or what was going on. He said the sort of thing started happening all over the city. Tiny islands or communities were popping up, maybe in an apartment complex. They would all sort of band together to protect themselves. I have to say, I admire that he had an actual apartment to go home to, but he chose to help his friends. On the one hand, that sounds very inspirational. People working together and helping their neighbors. On the other hand, it sounds very tribal. I don't want to imagine having to turn people in need away. I understand what you mean. Humans have survived so long because we can use tools and work together. It's hard not to justify protecting those around you from the unknown. That's why I think it's so important that we share knowledge and not crazy conspiracies. Well, Max isn't here, but I think he would agree in principle. We are running out of time. This took a lot longer to go over than I thought. I'm sorry I interrupted. It's fine. We aren't in any big hurry to get the word out. Listeners, I'll finish this up tomorrow. Agnes, remind me where we left off. Okay, I'm jotting this down. Emergency services are stressed or breaking. Small communities forming and working together. Information is scarce and often wrong. That's a bit oversimplified, but I think listeners will get the idea. Brad is helping some of his military friends at a homeless camp, and did we say where April or Heather are? I don't think so. We'll start with them tomorrow. Listeners, we're sorry about this. I know Max spent two days with his thoughts with everyone, and now we're doing the same thing. But it's a complicated story that's brought up a lot of feelings among all three of us. We just want to make sure we're doing it justice and telling the story as it needs to be told. Sounds good. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Dr. Rosalind Clark and Agnes Drew. Take care of each other.